0: Welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I'm your host, Josiah, from Caterpill Mom Plays.
1: And I'm your host, Hill House, from Good Games and Good Vibes.
0: International sensation. And <laughs> we are about to bring it. Um, so this last yeah. week, um, we didn't have an episode, so apologies about that. Um, if you have seen my social media... Or my Twitter or anything like that. Um, You may have noticed that I had a new baby born. Um, So that's why we decided to not do an episode last week. Was when we normally record, I was, you know, in the hospital. But um, we're back and we're about to bring you the newest news in gaming again. So I hope that you have a seatbelt to buckle around you because it's about to come fast and hard and you're not going to be ready for this news. So, (laughs) we always start our shows off, if you're a new listener, with uh, games that we've played recently. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Um, Yeah, we're sometimes a little not safe for work, um, but we're two guys, so it doesn't really get too crazy in here. We know our limitations. Um, So, (laughs) this last week... For the most um, (laughs) part. (laughs) This last week, um, I played a couple of new games. There was one that I forgot to talk about. Uh, that I played a few weeks ago, and that first one is called Never Out. Uh, Never Out is a 3D um, puzzle game. Um, You would most likely see comparisons to Portal and the Turing Test and Cube. But um, what's interesting is, unlike Cube, this game is basically just like the movie Cube. From the late 90s or early 2000s. I forget what year that movie came out. But basically what it is. Is you start in a cube. And there's traps and booby traps that can kill you. And you have to figure out a way. To get to the next cube. And I don't know how many levels there are. But if it's anything like the movie cube. It's probably like 100 or something. (laughs) So basically. When you solve (laughs) each puzzle of the room. It opens the gate. To the next cube. You hop into it and things get worse. And you just keep doing that until, uh, I guess, you get angry and put the game down. Now, this game isn't terrible. Um, It's got a lot going for it. But the main problem that the game runs into is its performance of its camera. And that is a huge issue when it comes to the gameplay. The gameplay of the game requires you to walk on different walls, which change gravity around. When gravity moves, boxes move, things like that, open up different locations so that you can get to the door to the next cube. This is fine if the camera worked fine, but because the camera is so buggy, you get very disoriented and you can kind of forget where gravity actually is moving because when you're walking around on the walls and gravity doesn't affect you and you need to pay attention to how gravity affects objects in the room, If the camera's not steady or makes sense, (laughs) you're going to forget what you've already done. You're going to accidentally hit walls multiple times, which makes puzzle progress that you've already done get undone. You might have to restart. There's a lot of frustrations that go into the camera. Uh, And that's the main issue with this game. This game is not a bad concept. Basing a game on the movie cube and making it a puzzle game is fine. Uh, this, the, the, the real thing is this, if it was like an indie title, which it is, I'm sorry. Um, if it was picked up by like a major developer like Ubisoft or someone like that, that wanted to re- remaster it and make it a decent performing game, um, it would be great. I could see this game performing very well on the switch. Uh, the switch doesn't have many puzzle games that are built in a 3d space like this. So this is a game that like, if you're a big like developer, I would, I would look at it and try to remaster it because it's not a bad idea for a game. It's just the execution is not done well. <laughs> I think the game goes for under ten dollars normally. I think I got it on sale for like a buck fifty or something. Um, so I'm not too upset about the performance, but it was yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. because yeah, when I saw reviews for the game, I thought when everyone was saying, "Oh, it's like the movie Cube," I was like, "Wow, that sounds really intriguing." And then I saw a lot of other reviews saying that the performance was really bad. And then there was a bunch of reviews that were like, the performance is bad, but at the end of the day, it's still a good game. So I was like, okay, let's hope that two out of three of those people are correct. And I have to lean a little bit more towards (laughs) the bugs are a little bit troublesome to make it even enjoyable. Um, But it's not a bad idea for a game. So I'm not going to hit on it too much. The other game that I played... Um, this last week was Yo-Kai Watch for the Nintendo 3DS. Um, the 3DS is a console that I've kind of skipped out on. Um, I played a lot of DS games, and um, I've now played quite a few Switch games. But as far as the 3DS goes, I kind of missed out on that generation. And I know that it's chock full of really good titles in it. And one of the games that has intrigued me for a long time was Yo-Kai Watch. Um, in America, we got Yo-Kai Watch 1 and 2 um and i just found out this last week that japan has a yokai watch 3 and 4 that we never got in the west and playing the game you kind of figure out that it really is such a it could be seen to a western audience as a pokemon clone that oh yeah pokemon would not really give it much room to actually have a market um but It's just one of those games that it's really enjoyable. It's really charming. It has a really cool world. I liked how it utilized the two screens of the 3DS. Uh, You walk around on the top screen. Your map is on the bottom screen. You can do battles on the bottom screen while you see the uh, ghosts or spirits or whatever they call the yokai in the game. Um, And it it all makes sense. And this game was built for the 3DS. So it has a lot of like discovery things that tie into the technology of the 3DS. So it uses the pen a lot. It uses the touchpad a lot. Um, it just makes sense for a game that's developed in the 3DS era rather than Pokemon that was developed in the Game Boy era with a single screen. Um, so the, it has a different battle system than Pokemon and the whole idea of what yokai actually are being ghosts rather than just monsters that everyone can see is also really interesting. But at the end of the day, I can see that even though they heavily pushed Yo-Kai watch one and two in America and never really caught on, even the anime didn't because it's just too close to Pokemon. And if we learned anything from the nineties, yeah. Digimon couldn't even get past the comparisons yeah. and even get its own identity yeah. strong enough to, you know, carry on. I mean, Pokemon is a juggernaut and we've talked about how Pokemon has been around. gosh, it's been in america i think 23 years well i mean
1: shit they didn't really even try that hard anyway with digimon i mean they only changed the first four freaking letters of the name for Christ's sakes (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean come on you know change the damn name to like you know you know something different you know just yeah why even have it resemble pokemon you know
0: yeah, it is one of those things where I remember when I grew up, I liked Digimon a lot more than Pokemon. And I always thought that, did I just like it because I was a hipster and like it was the underdog? Or did I actually like it because of its content? You know, I always kind of, I even question that today. Like, did I actually like it more for valid reasons? And uh, to this day, I think it, they had a lot more character. Uh, Digimon had a lot more character. And I see some of that in yo Watch. Yokai Watch's monsters have a lot of personality. There's a lot of attitude in the characters, a lot of really detailed designs. And I was surprised how many, um, monsters or yokai ghosts, things that they have in the game. I was thinking it was going to be maybe a, I was thinking it was going to be maybe 40 to 50 monsters in a game that was more focused on the story and the exploration and the battles because I was like, Pokemon leans towards the collect-a-thon. Pokemon just wants tons of Pokemon in the game so that you play it religiously to collect everything. That's the whole point, is yeah. to get everything. So the more there is, the more people will play it. Um, this didn't strike me as that. Yokai Watch seemed to be more like story. There's actually really good cut scenes in it. There's fully animated um, scenes with voice acting in it when you're playing it. I was very surprised. See, that's by that. what
1: gets me. I love that yeah. kind of stuff in a game.
0: Yeah, th- this was really crazy. Animations,
1: or yeah, that's what gets me.
0: So it it really sets it apart from Pokemon when you pop it in because when those cutscenes come up on a 3ds, you're like, this looks really good for the 3ds, and the sound sounds really yeah. good with some headphones. And um, I actually really enjoy the music. I I don't I, I don't know why this game wasn't noticed more. It's got a lot of charm. The music is really good, <laughs> and uh, th- there's some stuff that reminds me of old school Pokemon, and it feels like Yokei Watch, the first game at least, is not trying to be more than it is. You know, it's like it knows what it's trying to do, and it's just doing it. It's you can say it's yeah. a clone of Pokemon, but at the same time, it's it's not trying that hard. So. I really did enjoy my experience with it. Um, I hope to play it more. It's one of those games that it's really hard to pick up the 3DS for me because I'm just so used to consoles or my phone. Uh, To pick up the 3DS as an adult uh, is kind of different because you're just like, I'm picking up this gaming device that's portable, but it's not my Switch and it's not my phone. (laughs) And you're purely playing it for the reason of playing a certain game. It isn't like... It's a little bit more inconvenient, I should say. So, I'm the thing is, it's already kind of a classic console, which a lot of people are probably going to cringe at. But the thing is, they've already kind of stopped support of it, so it's going to fade into obscurity, and all the games on it will be considered, you know, retro very quickly, because whatever's <laughs> not on the Switch is already, you know, not supported. It's already collectors, so. I, I guess I'll turn to True. it just as much as I play my PS one and things like that, because it's like not cutting edge and it's not the thing that everyone will pick up or want to talk about, but there's some good games on it. And the yokai watch is one of those. So yeah, right on. That's what I played. This week. Cool. What'd you play?
1: Uh, I played uh, the reboot of destroy all humans, had a lot of fun doing that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you and I talked about that before. It's just one of those games where you can just get away kind of do your own thing uh you can um put it in explore mode on each one of the missions so you can just go explore everything and pick up all the uh dna collectors that you're supposed to pick up uh for those achievements um i actually find myself going back through the missions if i didn't get all the achievements done and wanting to do all the achievements Uh, this is one of those games that i do want to uh uh, finish 100 percent uh, just to see if there's any little extras in the end that kind of thing. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's a fun little game just to chill out with and kind of do your thing, you know. Um nothing too, you know, fancy or major. The graphics look absolutely awesome on the reboot. Uh everything looks absolutely beautiful. Uh still a lot of fun to play. So, yeah, I recommend that 100%. And then I've also been playing a uh, rogue company um
0: which I have uh, downloaded. I, was, I just need to play it. <laughs> Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, We got lucky. We got a couple of codes from a streamer, uh, Elder Gamesman, on Twitch. And um, I love it so far. It's a lot of fun. It's very easy to get into as far as an FPS. Uh, It is in uh, um, third-person action cam view over the shoulder. Uh, So that's kind of neat. You can switch shoulders. You can view from different angles. Uh, I find that extremely helpful when I'm throwing grenades. But it's kind of got the Valorant system. Uh, as far as the buy in at the beginning of the game, uh, when you when you die and you get respawn, you only get so many uh, lives that you're allowed per team, which yeah. is kind of cool on some of the stuff like demolition and uh, uh, the other ones. Uh, they do have a practice mode for demolition, which I find really kind of useful in these kind of games so you can actually get up to par before you play it. Uh, but I haven't noticed any of the toxicity yet. I'm sure that'll be coming uh, pretty soon because with a lot of these games if you're not good then people tell you to get good or uninstall right too but um <laughs> other than that i find it a lot of fun uh if you haven't played it i recommend it it's got some really really cool uh agents in it um really cool uh um, uh expansions on as far as who they are as people and they're kind of different uh characters you know they're different. Uh, uh, profiles i guess you would say so yeah check it out if you haven't played it i recommend it um but also yes uh, destroy all humans The the redo also uh, i've been playing warframe i know that's been out for a while but i've been checking that out and i absolutely love it um it reminds me of all the good stuff that's in destiny halo and uh modern warfare and uh i it's kind of like a big huge combo and i really really love it it's a lot of fun uh, so I've been playing a lot of that kind of on my own, just doing my own thing with it. I know you can do multiplayer, uh, but the community has been extremely helpful in Warframe and, uh, some other streamers who've been, uh, encouraging me to play it. So yeah, uh, I have a lot of fun with that, but other than that, I'm getting back into some world of Warcraft. I have a set schedule, uh, where I'll be playing certain things. Like today is wow Wednesday. So I'll be playing uh, world of Warcraft every Wednesdays and, uh, yeah, when we're done with this, I'll probably go uh, do some dungeons and raids and shit, have some fun. So, yep, that's all I've been up to, brother.
0: Sweet. Um, go ahead and give a shout out to uh, that uh, streamer.
1: Oh well, there's two of them actually. Um, one of the uh, one of the streamers was the Elder Gamesman. Yeah. Um, check him out. You can't miss it. It's a stick figure walking with a cane. That's his symbol, his logo. Uh, great, great content. Great guy. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely loves everyone who comes into his stream. And also Doji. That's D-O-J-I-I. He's on Twitch. Um, really good streamer. Really good community. A lot of super fun content and uh, extremely helpful if you're trying to to learn some things uh, as far as uh, playing those games. So, yeah, man, I recommend you check it out. Both those guys are really good streamers.
0: Sweet. Um and without further ado we can uh, get on to the newest news in gaming. Okay, so the first thing I have in news, guys, this week is Gears Tactics has been given an ESRB rating. And that usually means that a game is going to come to consoles if it has been in like a closed beta for a while. Now, this game has been out for a while. I know our friend Eric has played it. Uh, He actually talked about it quite a bit. I never really knew what he was talking about. I thought it was like some sort of mobile game because that's what it sounded like. It sounded like Gears for your mobile phone. So I kind of just wrote it off every time he mentioned it because I was just like, I don't really feel like playing a Gears game on a cell phone. But it turns out Gears Tactics is actually a tactical uh, game in the Gears universe. If you've ever played uh, Halo Wars or um, the tactical game that I recently have played, is Mutant, which was in Game Pass for over a year. It might still be in there. Um, this is going to be similar to that. So this is a game that I probably wouldn't go seek out to play, but if it's in Game Pass, um, I'll probably play it because Gears has a really cool art style. It's a really cool universe. Uh, seeing a game like that turn into a tactical game is definitely really cool. And It actually really works because Gears is such a cover-based shooter it's so built on cover that it really makes sense for a tactical game because it already was kind of that just with a little bit more freedom than a tactical game usually has. You're still there. I see you. Okay. So the next thing I have is not a huge piece of news. I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, we get Nintendo leaks all the time, yeah. uh, but the biggest um, like, biggest pile of leaks we got this last couple of weeks was uh, that Mario has a wing sprite hidden inside of some of the games where Luigi was featured. A lot of people think that the wing sprite was replaced by the cape to not confuse the two characters. So it's interesting that it's in the code, but it was never put in. So it's like one of those things where We've seen it with other things. We've seen Mario with wings before, but to see it in the actual games where it was replaced by a cape is interesting to just keep out confusion between Mario and Luigi. So it was just a little random thing that's in those leaks. Yeah. The other thing was we got leaks of the actual files for the Wii startup discs that were put into uh, demo Wiis that were in stores. Um, So that's really not that crazy right so this is standard like (laughs) leak material the funniest part about the leaks though was we got the office floor plan for nintendo's headquarters oh wow and now what's so funny about that is you may be like oh my gosh that's like a big breach of um security if you have the floor plan for nintendo's headquarters the only problem is these floor plans are from like almost 20 years ago. So I mean, they could have taken walls down. They've probably moved every single office. Yeah. Around. They may have. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I'm not sure. I'm not sure even why it was included in the leaks. It's one of those things where it's just like, nobody asked for it. Nobody needed it. <laughs> and it, it looks worse than it's actually worth. So oh wow, it's one of those things where it's like, cool, this is what the office looked like at one point in time in Nintendo's history. So I uh, Leaks are crazy with Nintendo. They get them all the time. Yeah. People go crazy about it because they're so secret with the things that they do that when anything comes out, people go crazy about it. So I just thought it was really funny that you have a floor plan from probably GameCube era. <laughs> uh, Nintendo It's just really funny. Um, next thing in quick news that I have is that Netflix is working yeah. on a Splinter Cell animated series. And it is from the writer producer of John Wick, so that actually sounds yeah, really good. it really does. I remember you were talking about, you're always talking about Netflix series that yeah. are based on video games, so this is one of those things where this looks really cool because mm. Splinter Cells, something that a lot of people probably don't remember, but on the PS2 and the Xbox, <laughs> it was it was a big deal, yeah. <laughs> so, um. I'm really interested how this will turn out. Yeah, yeah. Netflix has done really well with like the Castlevania series. Yeah, Um, and now, now of course, The Witcher is also based on the books, not just the video game, (laughs) but it's had success with TV shows that are based on. Yes, they have. So, to see what they do with Splinter Cell would be really interesting, especially with a producer of John Wick slash writer attached. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah,
1: And with animation, I so, think that the, he he's going to have a lot more freedom to uh, make the characters do everything that he sees them doing in his head because, you know, some of that shit that he was having people do in John Wick, that just ain't going to happen. I mean, you right. know, not in the real life.
0: <laughs> There's a point at which CGI gets out of control. Oh, you just know?
1: a little, just a little, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing and quick news I have for this week is... Um, I'm sorry. i am just, I'm always posting and reporting on Nintendo news. That doesn't seem that important. Um, <laughs> so this is, this is Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. has been renewed on its trademark. And now, yes, it's just business. Um, they have to keep all their IPs renewed. They have to keep them all up to, you know trademark renewal just in case they ever need to use it also so that other people don't grab it <laughs> um, so yes it is just standard practice to renew trademarks but it is interesting timing because next year is the 35th anniversary of Zelda so there's some people that are jumping on the bandwagon 35 maybe years dude
1: crazy crazy that's crazy yeah
0: yeah it's just wild. <laughs> but yeah, 35 years of Zelda, uh, Ocarina of time could get a remaster maybe next year. Um, just, just maybe you're maybe. just hoping <laughs> it's one of those games that you really can't play too much. Um, I think, um, I've beat it at least twice, but it's one of those things where it's always fun to pick it up wherever it is because it's just such a memorable. Oh game. yeah. So, um, I do hope that they do that, but you know, at the end of the day, it is just, it's just standard practice to renew those trademarks. Uh, but that's all I got for my quick news. Uh, what you got? Uh,
1: well, I got a couple of things. Uh, last, uh, last show that we did, I talked about Konami, um, where they were coming into the, uh, the PC, <laughs> the PC universe. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, well now they're, they're doing a little bit more, uh, in the spirit of Fortnite marketing, Uh, They are kind of uh, getting into uh, another game that just dropped. Uh, There's a new game that dropped out. It's called Fall Guys. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, It looks very similar to Humans Fall Flat, but it's a race. I know some of these races you can have up to 60 different people. Um, You're bumping into each other. You're knocking people off of things. Uh, There's already been a hacker, believe it or not, who was caught in this game, uh, trying to win, and he failed uh so you know to be somebody who is so shitty that you have to hack and you still fucking lose well yeah that's what you get right there you you're just a loser um <laughs> what's it called it's again? called fall guys i don't think it's coming out on xbox oh, okay. yet uh it may um i'm seriously thinking about getting it on pc this looks like uh it, this would be such a a great late night drunk game with your friends. It just looks like so much fun. But uh, you're basically uh like an amoeba running around. You can decorate yourself. Uh, there's different outfits you can wear, and that's what kind of the subject of this story was about. Uh, Konami wants to put their name into the Fall Guys game, uh, just like everybody else is doing right now. And um, uh, they have three outfits that are based on Snake from Metal Gear that they want one of the, the Fall Guys. To, and they're actually kind of cute little outfits. You know, They they look, you know, they're kind of cute looking. I mean, you're using these other games. Well, KFC has gotten into the picture and uh, they have a creepy looking kernel that they uh, outfit that they want them to wear. And then Walmart thought oh that gosh. it was cool that they could have a vest on one of these guys. Yeah. Uh, so oh God. Um, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> they've already included certain skins and certain outfits with the, uh, with the pre-release um, which included uh, outfits from half-life and also outlets uh, uh, outfits from uh hotline Miami. And uh, so there's different cosmetic things that you can get, which is, you know, really not the allure of this game. The, 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 the fun of it is the whole thing, uh, physics of it bumping into each other and things getting in your way. It reminds me a bit of a 60 man race on wipeout is what it reminds me of, uh, the TV show. (laughs) So it looks like it would be a lot of fun. And, um, but yeah, so Konami is working on getting involved in that. Just like I said, Walmart KFC, everybody is trying to get into this fall guys thing. As a matter of fact, um, and that's really, truly what the story is about. To be honest with you is fall guys. Uh, as a matter of fact, the uh, <laughs> the servers were so overcrowded that they had to put out a statement uh, talking about how they were working on trying to get the the servers fixed so that more people could get in there. And they they call them jelly beans because that's what these things look like running around is jelly beans. So, uh,
0: yeah, that's probably because this month it was a free game with PS4 yeah, Plus yeah. So, they probably have an overload of people suddenly playing it. But the reviews it on it because are so
1: awesome that people are rushing out to get it now. So, it's I right. actually have it on my wish list on Steam and as soon as I have the money, I'm going to be picking it up, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I see it's just on PS4 and Steam and PC. right now. So. Right. You can okay. get it on
1: Steam, I believe, or uh Epic. No, Steam you can get it cheaper
0: yeah yeah i said it was on steam
1: (laughs) or epic games it's a little more expensive but on steam you can get it cheaper so yeah sweet uh next story that i have and this is uh basically this goes with everything that's going on nowadays um equal rights everybody wants to be treated the same you know which is completely understandable um so sims 4 um they are putting out more skin tones and this is due to uh the uh the public outcry, basically, uh, for what, for, um, um, for wanting this to be in the game, more skin tones, uh, more actual true cause people want a true avatar of themselves. So they want the blemishes that they can increase, decrease. They want body marks, stuff like that. Um, and some of these complaints have gone as far as 2014, um, when, uh, Sims 4 had originally come out. Um, Lindsay Pearson is uh, she's one of the big wigs over there uh, with the company that is uh, producing Sims 4 uh, with the development team. Mm -hmm. And she came out with a video on Twitter. um, And you can see that, I believe, on the Sims 4 Twitter account. Um, And she's talking about how they are addressing those issues and they want everybody to know that, you look, this is this is what we're doing. Um, They do have some mods. Uh, uh, one I think that's called the melanin mod, um, where you can change different tones and aspects of your skin. Um, But yeah, a lot of people are calling for that now. They want more diversity in their characters in the games, I suppose. So uh, yeah, it's a good thing. I think a lot of people are saying it's very cool, but some people are also saying, you know, the typical other side, which is it shouldn't have taken this long. And, you know, there's a point to everything, but yeah. So, uh, Sims 4 is adding more yeah. skin tones and more realistic type of uh, blemishes and deformities for your skin so that you can have an actual true avatar. You know, just another thing that they're doing to try to, uh, uh make their, uh, uh, their people in their community feel better about it. So, um, I always like to talk about, uh, uh, anti cheat <laughs> software and spyware and stuff like that. That you know, people trying to get yeah. into your computers. Well, there's an old malware tool that's out there, it's called the Agent Tesla. And uh, this thing used to go into uh, it, basically, it was a keylogger when it started out, but then it, um, what's happened is this malware has over time been able to be developed to learn new tricks new ways of hacking so yeah. now this malware is out there this agent tesla and it can go out there and it can basically it can harvest all of your info from the existing software that's on your computer um using web browsers oh, excuse me vpns email clients um it can yank credentials right out of your registry um which is you know Really not cruel. Uh, Cool. This is uh, spread through phishing programs. And uh, a lot of it has been using emails that are regarding COVID. Believe it or not. Uh, A lot of people have been clicking on that stuff. Um, So one thing that you need to be aware of, uh, and like I said, this is also a key logger. Once it gets into your system, if you start using certain passwords and numbers on a consistent basis, this logs that information and it sends it to whoever they're doing. Now, the company that creates this, the hackers that create it, They sell these for uh, monthly, tri-monthly and uh, bi yearly rates. So they sell these to these companies who then puts this on the system Mm -hmm. and they send it out to everybody in order to get your information, in order to hack you. So uh, one thing that you can do is and I'm just going to, you know, this is just the tip from me. But uh, one thing that you can do is don't click on shit. If you if it looks fishy, Uh, don't click on emails if you don't know where they came from, if you didn't request it, because normally people don't just send you emails out of the blue. You're going to get an email because you applied for something or you sent one to somebody, et cetera. And uh, also um, strong passwords. You got to remember that, guys. Strong passwords. It's not a bad idea to change them. However, if you use your brain, you can't come up with one that is so strong that people can't get past it. You just got to use a little bit of creativity. So anyway, just protect yourself out there, guys. There's always people that are looking to do that, especially through this whole COVID thing. And don't believe everything you get in the mail. Facebook is not gospel. So on to a new one, Um, cheating, because I like talking about cheating. Cheating seems to be the thing that I love (laughs) the most in video games right now. But cheating is still a rampant issue on uh, Warzone. Modern Warfare War Zone right now, Um, even with, you know, these guys, these guys did a mass banning in April. Uh, They had over 70,000 people that were banned by April of this year. And that was due to, um, you know, the anti-cheat software that they've been using uh, in their programs. And um, they also went out and put a at the end of July, they put a stern warning out. A stern warning. I don't know why it didn't work, because Uh there's still cheaters that fill their lobbies and they're just everywhere. Um, There's a guy out there whose name is uh, Jack Courage Dunlop, and he is a professional streamer and I believe he's a professional gamer. And he talked about Fortnite as an example. He's got 12K games of Fortnite. over 12,000 games of Fortnite that he's played. He's only got three of those, three of those, three that he knows for a fact where he was killed by somebody who was cheating by a hacker. He played, let's see here, four hours of Warzone and was killed by six different hackers in four hours. Now, this guy has 12,000 games on Fortnite with only three kills from hackers that he can absolutely confirm. Four hours on Warzone, and he has yeah. six that he can absolutely <laughs> confirm through through recordings and video that he has, because the guy's a streamer. So, it's obviously a, a major problem. That some of these guys, when they're going on and they're hacking, some of these guys are even getting caught by professional streamers. Uh Tim the Tapman was one guy who actually talked to a dude who had Damascus weapons, and he was maxed out and was hacking. And racking up kills and everything. And this guy actually did an interview with Tim the Tatman live on his stream while he was hacking. And he was talking about it. And a lot of these guys are bragging. They're going on YouTube. They're going on their streams. They're showing the hacks as they're doing them. They're not showing you how to do the hacks, but they're showing the hacks being in use. And they're playing these games. Now, one broadcaster, uh, his YouTuber named Jermaine Matton. uh, M-A-T-T-O-N, you can probably look it up. Jermaine is without the E. And Mm -hmm. uh, he streamed his own cheating on July 17th. Okay, these are some notes that I took. And uh, he talked about how he had been publicly hacking on the same account for over four months and had not been banned yet. So I don't know exactly how well this anti-cheat software is working because when I read this story and I gathered all my notes that I could from all the uh, uh, different sources and I was looking into it a little bit more. It doesn't make me that confident that they're actually catching everybody who's doing it. Um, And there's one guy whose his name is Bird X with a big D on the end uh, from Reddit, and he talks about how cheaters are pretty much in every game. And this is the consensus That I'm getting from a lot of different Reddit uh, forum channels when people are talking about anti-cheat software, people talking about the Valorant uh, anti-cheat software that's being used that actually a lot of people are worried about that because it it like forces itself onto your computer. And if you don't put that one perfect program, uh, the Vanguard anti-cheat on there, then it will not let you play the game. Um, but one of these guys says that uh, some of the uh, squads in modern wars era right now are complete squads, four man squads of cheaters. They break kill records, they ruin games. And basically the consensus that I'm seeing is that if infinity ward doesn't get their crap together, if they don't figure out uh, how to stop these guys a little bit better than what they're doing. And I'm talking about coming up with maybe even some permanent, permanent bands, dude, lifetime bands from Call of Duty, you know, they'd have to get a whole new IP address. Um, they're going to lose a lot of people, um, after this season. Uh, I can actually honestly see it happen. Um, the, the forums and the, the rooms are filled with people that are absolutely pissed off because no one knows what a true, what a true record is. No one knows on Modern Warfare anymore what a true actual record is, because you're looking at some of these elite records on the uh, on the um, the uh, leaderboards. And some of it just cannot be true. It can't be. Because you still got people with active accounts that are actively hacking. So without uh, properly just nipping it in the bud, you're never going to know who the real winners of these games are. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're waiting to see uh, what's going to happen with that. Um, um, like I said, they're, they've issued another warning. They've also threatened about another whole round of mass bans. So we'll see what Infinity War does, man, with uh, Warzone. See if they can save that problem. Uh, next thing that I want to talk about real quick, yeah. and I thought this was kind of cool because a lot of people have been wondering what the hell's been going on with Doctors Disrespect. Every story that you read, Uh, last month he was banned from Twitch and he was banned permanently. And this just happened months after he had signed a major multi million dollar contract with Twitch to exclusively stream and broadcast with Twitch. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen his stream. He's highly entertaining. He does skits that have to do with his sponsors. He does skits about certain giveaways that he's doing. Um, He talks a lot of crap. He has some great banter with other streamers. He's just an all around really good, entertaining guy to watch. And so I'm glad that he's back. He's back on YouTube. Um, And basically, uh, when he did his first stream on YouTube, he was over 510,000 viewers at one point. Viewers, live viewers, not people that were subscribing, but over a 510,000 concurrent viewers at that one moment. I want to say it was like 510,190 people that were watching at one time, over half a million people, which is just freaking insane. And, uh, And then he came out for his next stream. Now, of course, your inaugural stream, everybody's going to be there. He was on YouTube. Everybody wants to see what he's going to do. And so his next one, it was 140K plus that we're watching, you know, average on his show, which is just phenomenal. I mean, that is just super huge. Um, Now, before this, the guy stood to make $10 million a year from Twitch, dude, $10 million a year from Twitch, and there's a lot of speculation about what it's about. Now he's also gone ahead and he's threatened legal action. Nobody knows for sure why he was kicked off. Twitch has not come out with an absolute answer for it. Uh, a lot of people think that it, uh, may have been some corporate moving around, uh, trying to get rid of him so they can get shroud back shrouds on Twitch. Now, um, that kind of thing. So, and I believe ninjas back on Twitch. Yes. And, uh, so people are, there's a lot of speculation that maybe they were making money room for Ninja and all this other stuff, which personally, uh, I think was a mistake because you, you're just basically given this guy so much free publicity uh, that it's ridiculous. Right. Not that he needed anymore. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry, dude. You're good. My throat is really sore. Uh, being tested for COVID, by the way, this week. So uh, we'll see what happens. Cough, cough, sniff. And uh, so, yeah, Dr. Uh, Disrespect, uh, he has uh, had a really uh, (laughs) a couple of uh, really a great week starting out. Now, one of the things that he said when he finally went on stream, and I'm going to quote him here, is uh, that a lot of people want to know they want to know what happened. Why did you get banned? Well, guess what? I want you to look me in the fucking eyes when I say this. okay? we still have no idea. We have no idea. And I'm going to tell you this right now. As far as I'm concerned, we didn't do anything to warrant a ban, let alone know how, let alone how they went about banning you. No communication before, no reaching out. Nothing. Boom. Done. Period. So that's what he had to say about that. He says, look, I don't know why the fuck they banned me. They just banned me. And he's actually currently actively seeking uh, legal advice. And I think he's probably keeping his mouth shut for the most part because he already has a badass attorney who is uh, getting ready to sue Twitch. Because like I said, we're talking about a guy who was standing to, you know, he stood to make $10 million a year off of a contract and Twitch still has not given him a reason as to why he was banned. You know, Uh, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. I think he at least deserves an answer as to what he did wrong to break their uh terms of service agreement. So, yeah, hopefully yeah. we can find out what's up and uh I wish Dr. Disrespect all the fucking luck on YouTube. He is awesome and uh, I think he's going to do really good there. The guy is just an entertainer. He's a born entertainer. Guy Beam and uh he is just going to he's going to kill it over there on YouTube. Um last
0: did you see that he has a new partnership with Rogue Company? Rogue company. Yeah. They, they contacted him and he has like an official partnership with it now.
1: Oh, really? Nice. Nice. Yeah, so he, he's probably got lots of uh irons in the fire, man, but that that's it. That's the last story. See, that's I got, funny.
0: Guy. Is it, but that's the thing is if high res thought that he was dangerous, yeah. that there was a real reason why he was permanently banned. I don't think they would choose their new IP. Yeah. To be associated with him, yeah. So that's what's really funny is we still don't know what it's about. Yep. We still don't know why. And High rez has gone to him and made him like the official face of of Rogue Company. Yeah. So that that's also really weird. So yeah, it's it's he's, stranger and stranger. Yeah, he's uh,
1: he's awesome, man. And I'll be honest with you, I hope that I get killed by him on Rogue Company one day, and I'm streaming it, and I can say I got <laughs> killed by Doctor Disrespect. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Just
1: saying. <laughs> anyway, okay, that's so, all the news that I've got.
0: <laughs> okay, let's get some to some of the bigger topics. Um
1: huge topics, huge.
0: So the bigger topics are that um let I guess let's talk Halo.
1: Yeah. Um Halo Infinite, yeah.
0: So Halo Infinite's got a lot <laughs> <laughs> a lot. So there was there was a lot of news about Halo Infinite before yesterday. Um so before yesterday, uh 343 had come out and responded to a lot of the um a lot of the complaints that they've been hearing about how disappointed people were with the trailer. The presentations and the trailer yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. People saying that it doesn't look finished, people saying that it doesn't Look like a good art style, all sorts of stuff going on. And they had a decent comeback. I'm not going to read their full statement, but in summary, basically what they said was that when they first teased Halo Infinite and it was supposed to look like the original trilogy and it was supposed to bring back the charm of the first three Halo games. Which is what we said. They said everyone was... Right. They said everyone was with open arms and very positive about it going back to the basics. They said what we're basically surprised by is the fact that when we release a more stylized, less realistic looking Halo gameplay trailer, everyone suddenly says, oh, it doesn't look next gen. When they had already had the support of everyone saying that they wished it would go back to the basics. Yeah. They said that they basically had a choice between going realistic and going with a stylized art style, and they went with the more classic look. And uh, I have to say that I think that they made the right choice, but, I mean, it's one of those things where it was inevitable that people are going to have an opinion on it. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, it did get memed to hell (laughs) about some of the graphics. Where basically the best ones would be things like next gen graphics at home, you know? Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> since then there's been a new development where it's probably the fact that it wasn't ready Yeah. Um. because you were just telling me, which I hadn't heard until today yep. that it's been delayed to 2021. Yep.
1: And there's no actual release date. A lot
0: of people are saying, Right. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying that this is the nail in the coffin for the Series X, that there's no way it's gonna have a good launch anymore because they really needed Halo to pull through. And that's probably what Microsoft was thinking too, being yeah. that they were rushing it. They may, you know?
1: they may, but I think they're going to uh they're going to uh have a different game that they can push out with it that is probably gonna uh, not be quite as big as Halo, but I think it's gonna make up some of the slack. They'll figure out something to do with that. I mean, uh, for the price that they're selling it for, they should still have a pretty good sellout with Xbox. But with without the right. Halo edition, yeah. Yeah, I can see there being a definite dent in that. But there is a couple of games that they could bundle with it right now. That, that are going to be finished around that time that they may be able to do. They're even talking about a release date already of November. So whatever it is that they come up with, they need to come up with it fast because they're talking about November 6th that right. Xbox will be ready for pre-launch.
0: Right. And we've talked about how much we respect companies like Nintendo yes. and other developers, even Bethesda recently, delaying Bethesda. games to make sure that they're actually quality titles when they come out. But I don't think there has ever been not ever, but recently there's not been an example of a more important yes. game timing than Halo Infinite not making its deadline. And uh, if you're ever going to appreciate a company for making the hard decision of delaying a game for quality's sake, yeah. This would be it because if there was ever a time to rush a game out, half-assed and to meet a schedule yeah it would be halo infinite's launch well
1: one of the quotes that that um, i read is about that's the delay really surprising that they did it is it says this that the delay will ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a halo game experience that meets our vision so it sounds to me like they want something that's going to be epic so uh, obviously you know what we've been talking about and the kudos that we've given some of these companies for doing it um, for getting you know, feedback and then backing out a year and finishing the game properly right. is what's working. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest of the quote says the, des- the decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID related impacts affecting us all this year. Everything's COVID. Uh, I want to acknowledge the hard work right. from our team at 343 Industries who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it as is today. So that makes sense. I mean, um, they, to me, it just right. says that they just don't want to push anybody. It also says the extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever. At the quality we know our fans expect. So once again, you know, you and I are gonna be telling people, hey, you know, does this suck? Um, does it suck and uh you know that we have to wait for the game? Yes, but take this into effect into uh into account. Um, they're listening to the feedback they got off of the trailer. Lots of people hated the trailer. Uh they like you said, they said it looked unfinished. Uh, Why the hell do I have a grappling hook? Uh, This is an apex. Um, All sorts of different things that you're hearing. The memes that you're seeing about the unfinished graphics. You know, I even saw one that said, what is this, the 80s? And it was just stupid. You know, I mean, people are really beating up, beating up (laughs) these guys about this game. But we've also seen these companies come back and rerun it through a different engine, whatever it is that they do and come out with games that actually were what fans wanted. And like we said about a couple months ago, starting with even Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, you know, is that these companies, these production companies, whether it's movies, whether it's video games, whether it's music, you know, um, these production companies, the the powers that be are actually starting to listen to the uh, the fan base. And they're start, they're catering to us and giving us what we want because it's our fifty you know 60, 70 dollars that we're spending on these games or these movies or whatever. So yeah, it's all in all, it's a good thing, man. It's a win win for everybody because they win. They're going to sell way more of the uh, discs of a completely finished game than they would with what they showed us, and also right. we win because we get the game that we've always wanted. So
0: right. So there's a a lot to comment on here. Um, One of the main things is um, Microsoft has been very good about listening to the fans recently. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the examples that I meant to talk about earlier was that there's been all this pushback on the early concept art for packaging for the Series X games with the big logo that says compatible with the Series X or optimized for the Series X. Yeah. Um, they heard that, and they're now moving it to the back of the box. Because a lot of people were saying it was taking up way too much real estate on the front of the boxes. Um, so they, they've they changed that. Yeah. This was just one of the many things that they're choosing to do by actually listening to people. Yeah. Um, also, Nintendo and Microsoft are now both sitting pretty well at treating their employees well. Yeah, And this has been a thing that's come up uh, recently in the gaming industry is a couple of years ago, it started the me too stuff in the gaming industry where uh, basically female employees and basically any type of sexual misconduct within the game development side has been coming to light. And a lot oh, of companies yeah. have been getting in trouble about oh, it. Oh yeah. And so that's a big deal. A lot of companies are now riding their ships, hopefully. <laughs> But the thing that has also come up in the last like year and a half is basically crunch time. Uh, people yeah. being overworked, people working way too many hours, people not seeing their families. Uh, this has become not a bigger deal than the Me Too movement, but just as big of a deal as far as mistreating humans. Um, Agreed. So uh, the most recent one that was very surprising was that Naughty Dog got in trouble for this type of backlash For The Last of Us 2 being um, trying to be finished as quickly as possible because of the leaks and the delays and all that that entailed into it. Um, So right now, Sony's looking like the company that is okay with mistreating (laughs) its developers. And Microsoft and Nintendo seem to be more under the mindset of make sure something is a quality product, but do it within reason. Yes. You know don't overwork people, all that stuff. So yes, halo infinite may not be releasing on launch for the series X, but I think, I i don't know as much as people like to laugh at Microsoft, Microsoft. I, I've been trying to say this. Microsoft is changing yeah. the gaming industry, even if they're not leading it. Yeah. They are making statements that are making people have to adapt. Game pass is doing it. Um, Things like this. <laughs> this is a huge choice. I can't stress that enough. Choosing to delay this game is a huge step. Oh, it's a huge choice, yes.
1: It's a big decision. sure
0: games are quality. Yeah. They had already come out and said that the multiplayer was not going to be at launch. But now, I guess it will be. because It, now it they're very well could launch. be.
1: But, it, but, but then again, <laughs> though, they could be waiting to develop the multiplayer until they're done developing the look of the game. Um, You know, it could be that they just go with the normal launch that they had planned on and just suck all their time into making it look beautiful, you know, and making it look better. And uh, and then worry about the multiplayer part after the fact, Um, because I think that would be the best way to do it. And when you release it, people are going to be like, oh, excuse me, when they release it, people are going to be like, holy crap, you know, (laughs) this was worth it, you know. God, I don't... Well, I know why I'm yawning (laughs) so much, dude. I'm just, like, absolutely fatigued lately. So... I'm just wore out.
0: Um, But they already did announce that the multiplayer for Infinite was going to be free. Yes. That everyone could play it. And they're also talking about a possible Battle Royale, right? Right. Well, that's rumored because it's free. When you hear free multiplayer, you automatically think Battle Pass. You think br and the thing is halo is kind of built for battle royale as much as people might cringe at it you know from the good old halo days the thing is if they have a br it might put halo back into the competitive esports scene uh halo used to be the definition of oh yeah esports oh yeah and they haven't really been that since halo 3 you know so maybe if they have a successful well-made multiplayer with br in it and it's also on pc uh they could be a it could be a competitor for esports. Very you well know? could be. Gaming industry has changed, and Microsoft is not maybe leading it, but I think they are planting seeds that are changing the industry. Nice. And I'll get to that more even next week. Uh, because I have another story next week that we'll talk about. Um, but did you have anything more to say on Hel- Halo Infinite as far as the delay goes? Mm, not really. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about um Game Pass Ultimate's inclusion of xCloud. We mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, probably even last week. On September 15th, all Game Pass Ultimate members will have access to xCloud. But what does that actually entail? Uh, xCloud currently is only announced to be working on Android phones and Android tablets and, I guess, PC. Uh, They didn't include that, but you can only assume. Um, Basically, xCloud, if you don't know what that is, it is your game pass games and your Xbox library being able to be streamed from a Xbox over in a, uh, what do you call it? (laughs) An Xbox somewhere else in a server. That's the word. And, uh, (laughs) you'll stream to your device that you want to stream it on. So it doesn't have to have that. Basically that Ram and horsepower to run the game. You can just play it on whatever. That is what it is in theory. The problem is getting everybody on board. And we saw this problem with GeForce um, where getting everybody on board can be pretty difficult, uh, especially when people see that there's money to be made. Um, Samsung has done a partnership with Microsoft where it's going to have a its own Game Pass Ultimate xCloud slash whatever app where you'll download that app, and it'll have its own store within it where you can download games. So it is a way to get around the Play Store. So now, thanks to Samsung, (laughs) uh, Microsoft doesn't even really have to play their cards with the Play Store, with Google. Uh, If, As long as you have a Samsung phone, you can go to the Samsung Store and get the xCloud app. So if Google decides that they don't want to play nice with microsoft and they don't want the game pass app within you know the play store then it's just you know every android phone that's not a samsung can't use XCloud. but saying that every android phone including samsung like just samsung alone is such a large percentage of android yeah. phones that it's it, it's a pretty good install base so it'd be pretty stupid for the play store to say no to it
1: it really would be um yeah now
0: The main thing that they're getting pushback from is obviously iOS. Um, Apple is not really moving forward with an agreement with them on allowing the app to be within the store. Now, this is a really complicated situation. Apple said in their statement on why they were not launching xCloud was because Microsoft would have to... They said something about the standard of every single app within their store was so high that they had a, of every app like reviewed and the quality checked, which is a joke if you've ever seen some of the trash on the iOS store. Um, Apple is trying to act like Microsoft needs to submit every title that is included in Game Pass to the iOS store so that it passes the quality check which Microsoft responded to very well. Uh, Phil Spencer basically acknowledged that this was a complete joke (laughs) because Phil Spencer pointed out that every single title within Game Pass had already been rated by the ESRB. Like there's already a government (laughs) enlisted rating system that has already reviewed all these titles that Apple didn't have to sit down and go through all of the games there was already an ESRB rating system in place. So it made no sense. Now, a lot of people are pointing out the fact that, um, game pass and XCloud is basically just Netflix. Yeah, basically. Um, they're saying that of course, Apple doesn't. Yeah. Apple doesn't sit down and say, Hey, Netflix, you have to send us the hundred titles you're adding this month. We have to review them all to make sure that they're not offensive for iOS no they trust netflix to you know <laughs> steer their own ship and make sure that they only they have their own quality check the difference though is netflix uh, apple's competitor to netflix is apple tv and that came out after netflix so it's not a, that big of a deal yeah but game pass and xcloud is a direct competitor to what apple has already launched with apple arcade so it's pretty obvious that Apple is giving some pushback to xCloud because of Apple Arcade, not because of some BS about a quality standard thing. They're just trying to make life hard for Microsoft because Apple Arcade is what they've been pushing, you know? Yeah. So do you want Apple Arcade for $5 a month with their limited titles or do you want the $10 a month Xbox Game Pass that gives you 100 like triple a titles yeah, i mean and it's you can kind play of a it no on brainer your pc and your xbox yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't play every so, game on your I pc think,
1: but it is pretty much a no-brainer to just uh you know yeah. use the xbox game pass
0: yeah yeah i think it's one of those things where you have to realize that it <laughs> I think Apple knows that this is their direct competitor and they're going to make life as hard as they can for them. Yeah. But Phil Spencer had a pretty good response by saying that not only is that a joke, but that they're ready to go and that everyone on iOS is just waiting for Apple to allow them to play games. Pretty much. (laughs) It's just a pretty good comeback, basically saying that, hey, Apple, uh, people want Game Pass and you're just keeping it from them. Yeah. So enjoy that and and know. just wait till they so, get the
1: outcry from from uh, iPhone users yeah you know? so we that's exactly what's going to happen
0: yeah so yeah that, and that's me i don't i don't have a way to play xcloud on my phone yeah. or tablet cuz i have apple products yeah. so i won't even be able to take advantage of this really or even test it out unless i like borrow but you could
1: use android. but you can use iTunes <laughs> so, on a fucking android phone Right, <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's one of those things. I mean, I mean, walls walls get broken down in competition all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For example, uh, Microsoft used to have their own phones, but now they're working. Now they're partnering with Samsung to have exclusive mm-hmm. content partnership with Game Pass. Yep. So I mean, so those Samsung phones are going to be. Years.
1: You know, they'll they'll probably those Samsung phones. They'll probably figure out how to make those things uh, Microsoft operating system compatible and they'll just figure it out, man. You know,
0: <laughs> right.
1: It'll happen, dude.
0: <laughs> Until everyone hates them for looking like Microsoft phones again. They'll come Windows out, phone, they'll come out with something called. different. The Windows yeah,
1: they'll come out with something different. <laughs> they'll make a better and better God operating damn, system instead phone. of those damn fucking, you know, cubes. Or whatever. Panels. Right.
0: <laughs> I remember the biggest problem that everyone I knew that had a Windows phone was yeah. was that the App Store had, like, nothing in it. Like, yeah. they weren't able to play anything. Yeah. It was, it was purely there. just a phone. Yep. Yeah. Uh But, yeah, that's uh, all we had for this week. Yep. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think and, so, man. Uh, I think we got a really good show ready for next week also. And, uh, you know, we'll probably out an extra one maybe
0: yeah yeah we'll get another show out to y'all pretty quick so yeah. uh thanks for listening once again um thanks for bearing with us on our scheduling and stuff and uh yeah hopefully we'll get through all this covid together
1: everybody <laughs> hopefully so yeah yeah
0: yeah so stay safe out there guys and uh, we'll talk to y'all soon